Joe, how do you say it in Japanese? And how do you say it in English? Thanks, man. Welcome back to Writers Read Their Early Shit, conversations with authors and artists about the lopsided pleasures of their pre-developed, over-early, unripe work. I'm your guide, Jason Amdi. My special guest this episode is a teacher, traveler, writer, illustrator, filmmaker, Olympic reader, and the only person I know who's met both Leonard Cohen and Ace Frehley, a founding member of both the Five Fs and Terrestrial Eyes. In Japan, he took his furor out on the crowd as the lead trout player in Asia's mightiest kiss tribute band, Rock Bottom. When he's not busy partying backstage, he's writing books like Hollywood Babble, Why the Cinema Still Matters in the Digital Age, and making documentaries like Out of the Interior, Survival of the Small Town Cinema, and the forthcoming Why We Write, Poets of Vernon, which features such luminaries as John Lent, Sharon Thiessen, Tom Wayman, and Leisha Rosnow. Even though he's still got an accent from a week in San Tropez, the cheapest stuff is all he needs. Ladies and gentlemen, all the way from Goontown, it's Curtis MD. Hi, Curly. <laughs> Hi. Thanks. Thanks for that. How you doing? Yeah, great. Thanks. It's uh, it's it's raining here and very cozy and pleasant. How, how are you? Yeah, fantastic. I got some questions for you before we get into some of your early shit. All right. All right. Have you ever been? On a literary pilgrimage. Uh, huh, good question. Um, yes, yes, I have. I, I did uh, seek out the Globe Theatre in London um, uh, once as a fan of Shakespeare and took the paid for the tour uh, or took the tour, and it was great. And I would have loved to have seen a, a play, but it was the off season. And it's an open, open roof venue, so uh, it was November. They they weren't uh, playing it, so I didn't get to see a Shakespeare play, but I did get to visit the, the Globe, and that was a deliberate trip. Yeah, uh, but I haven't been to Stratford, uh, so that maybe that will be uh, one day, one day. Money and COVID considerations aside, what would be your next literary pilgrimage if you could go anywhere tomorrow? <laughs> living, living or dead, right? Living or dead, yeah. Well, yeah, I'd rather go visit a, a living writer and then hang out with them than visit a tombstone. Um, so I, well, I my my latest favorite writer uh, is uh, a, a writer from Toronto named uh, Leanne Chapton, and she's great. And her, I've just I'm halfway through um, the first book of hers I've ever read. It's called Swimming Studies, and already you know within the first paragraph I, I wanted to meet her and and uh, compliment her. All right, Toronto Swimming Studies. Okay. Well, she lives in New York now, so that could be a nice a nice visit. Have you ever been on a rock and roll pilgrimage? Yes, yeah, for sure. I, I went to Liverpool to uh, follow in the footsteps of, of the Beatles. Um, the who? The, <laughs> the the what uh the, the group from liverpool that was a, that was about it uh for 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 rock and roll uh you mentioned i met uh letter cohen and that was backstage in in vancouver just a pure chance encounter mm -hmm. and and same thing with with ace fraley it was to see we went to prague uh, a friend of mine johnny martin and i went to prague to see Kiss Psycho Circus tour and Ace just happened to be buying a medieval sword in the, in the town square, 
another chance encounter. So it wasn't a, a rock and roll pilgrimage uh, connected to Prague. It was to see Kiss, and we bumped into him by chance. But um, I think I'm past the stage where I'd uh, visit New York to seek out Kiss sites. You know. Uh, oh um, yeah. Yeah. The loft. Yeah. You don't want to go to the loft. With, no, oh. the eggshells. Uh, the eggs are still in the <laughs> the containers that they nailed up on the wall to the blanket the sound who wants who wants to step in that room well it's i went grim. i went there not actually oh. inside the loft but i did stand out pose outside the uh i put my body in any crazy pose it wanted right outside the stairwell leading up to the loft yeah it's right okay. on whatever okay. street there i forget but and there's one more we did uh Samar and i 10 years ago uh we we tracked down that the street in um, Greenwich Village that's on the cover of uh, the Freewheel and Bob Dylan. Right. And we took the obligatory, uh, you know, reenacted shot. Did you get somebody to take it for you? Like, because you're walking yeah, with I her, I guess? I can't. I, we must have. We must have. Yeah, I, I, I can't remember. But uh, no, mm. we were looking at each other. We, we messed it up. Uh, so it's, <laughs> I'm on the wrong side, you know, so it's um, <laughs> it, it didn't work. We'll have to <laughs> do it again. All right. One day. Well, yeah. you and I should go recreate that one. Yeah. I don't, one day. Sure. All yeah. right. Um, was there a, a teacher who inspired you as a reader or as a writer? Well, I don't think there's a, a teacher, like an elementary school teacher, that, that didn't inspire me or, or encourage me to, to read. So but all of them did. And that's, uh, that's, a uh, I've got a, a debt of gratitude to them for that. Uh, you, you'll recall Mrs. Ferguson mm -hmm. uh, from Hillview elementary, who would invite older uh, kids into our grade one class to, to read to us, to show us as, as a role model, say, this is what you, you can do when you, you can read. And uh, you'll also remember her metric of <laughs> quality reading was um, how busy your Adam's, uh, the Adam's apple was, or the throat. She called it the elevator. So what, watch their elevators. They're working. And uh, and she praised your elevator when you came to, to read to our class once. So, oh, yeah, she was she was great. Yeah, one more. I had a I had a. a, a High school teacher, uh, Mr. Mellows, Jeff Mellows, who, who also slipped me a, a book that had nothing to do with his course or what we were, we were studying. I, I think it was, a, it was an environmental book, like the history of Greenpeace or, or something by David Suzuki. But he just said, uh, you know, see what you think of this. Uh, and again, it was, uh, you know, I, I read it and it was good and sort of scary, like any book about <laughs> destruction of the environment is um mm -hmm. but i i did appreciate that and returned it and we had a you know a chat in the hallway about it and again it was a nice connection saying thank you for not just thinking i was ready for something but willing to give me a book that is outside of school that is not connected to the test and it's, right you know it must have been a refreshing for them too and how many students would say you know is this on the test and that's all they were going to read ever uh, uh but you know once in a while you get someone who's up for almost anything right that reminds me of remember college days before we had a computer at home you know or dad would bring home a computer from school so we could type up essays or whatever but yeah occasionally we'd have to print them at the school you know there were i remember mm -hmm. sitting at the back of dad's classroom sometimes either editing an essay or printing it off or something and yeah you know, he's teaching some grade nine class of jerks. <laughs> they're all they're all jerks, and you know he's up there, and you see, of course, you feel this sort of, you know, oh, that's my dad. Why don't you guys shut up and listen to him? But also thinking, 
oh, this is what teaching is like, you know, it's what a drag, what a nightmare, good grief. And I remember asking dad later, how do you get through the day with all these jerks all day long? And he said, every class, every year, there's always one or two that get it. And I thought, those sound like terrible odds, you know, one or, <laughs> one or two that get one it. Two. But yeah. like talking to Adam Schroeder the other week, and he said, I started writing poetry because of your dad's Cohen unit that he did, right? Mm. He said, yeah, it does get through. And I guess it is worth it. You know, one or two is not that bad, actually, by all things considered. Right. And, uh, you know, I was thinking of Adam's example, just just as you as you mentioned that. But on the you know, I don't want to praise myself uh, too much for that because it wasn't it didn't go the other way all the time. Um, I, you know, would, would sleep in, <laughs> in chemistry class <laughs> sure, or be sarcastic or play pranks, uh, you know, with Ryan and I would you know, crack jokes. And uh, our biggest prank was in typing class. Yeah? We were the last group to have a last year to work on old electric typewriters before they got those you know little mm -hmm. mac classics in. and uh those were awful things just banging away we didn't know how to type and you would spend the each lesson well at first you did every letter of the alphabet so there's 26 lessons uh taken care of there and then slowly start putting sentences together and then you start transcribing these letters from a, a textbook that was published probably in 1947 it was a, a long series of letters of a businessman arranging a, a trip to Philadelphia or something, um, <laughs> arranging his hotel trip in the conference, and it, 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 it went on. It was this thing was a whole years. I, I don't even know what happened in the end if he made it to the conference. But what it was so boring to transcribe these things, and we thought there's no way Mr. Bennett sits through, you know, 18 of these copies of letters and checks mm -hmm. every line. So we started sneaking in little details of our own. So you know, we the, the, the original would say. I would be arriving at 6 p.m. and I would appreciate dinner uh, being served in my room uh, by 7 p.m. And Ryan would add, <laughs> and I would appreciate dinner and a girl being delivered to my room at 7.30 p.m. <laughs> right. And we thought we were pretty clever and getting uh, away with something until he called us the size head boys, knock it off. And we realized he did check every single letter. Oh, dear. And, yeah. <laughs> And we were starting to get a little bit too uh, bold in our changes to the story anyway. And that was the lowest score, the lowest mark I ever got in a class in high school. I got a D in, in typing and I didn't even learn how to type at the end of it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so poor guy, you know, he had to put up with jerks like us. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, every term. <laughs> I still owe him uh, thanks because uh, thanks to him. I, I mean, I, I did not emerge as a, a decent typist from that course. That's not his fault. It's mine. But I, I do remember the initial hand placement and I still use it every single day. And uh, I, I can right. type now. Um, thanks for that. Two more. Two more questions before we get to the early shift. Okay. And again, okay. a lot of, a lot there's, of a, this... there's a good link. There's a good link, too, with the, with the typing. So that's, that's great. Okay. We'll come back to it. Hmm. What book... Have you read the most? Oh dear! You know, I was I was waiting for you to ask me what book are you reading now that you think is great, and I was I've already answered that question with uh, Swimming Studies by Leanne Shapton. Uh, what what book have I read the most? Uh, probably The Wonderful Wizard of Oz by L. Frank Baum, mm. uh, the first in the Oz series. So I reread it again just uh, this year, earlier this year. Um, now, how many times I I, I, I can say, uh, you know, all the way through from beginning to end, uh, maybe 30 times. I I don't know. It could be 50. Mm. Um, 
But and then uh, yeah, dipping that's into probably it, it a lot too, just picking yes. it up and reading a chapter or whatever, a favorite part. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. And it's uh, it, the Wizard of Oz is a big part of the the Hollywood Babel movie book that that's coming out. Not just the film, but the, the original uh, Wizard of Oz book too, which is, uh, as I argue, is um, superior in some ways uh, to the film uh, uh, as well, especially the ending. But mm, okay, very maybe. Uh, how about you? Read the most probably on the road. Okay, probably or Beatles Forever by Nicholas Schaffner because with the aggregate yeah. of picking up and reading. I don't think I've ever read it straight through, even to this day, but I must have read no. all of it a million times. I love that book. Yeah, yeah, me too. Back with Curtis MD. He's alive and well. Where is he? <laughs> Got some early shit. Yes, yes. Um, now, how early? It's it's hard to say. Uh, this morning, I was looking over this early stuff I've got, and I thought, okay, this is it was produced or written in the summer of 1985. Or maybe 1986. I was hoping it was 1985 because that would make me just 11, and therefore uh, that's a <laughs> younger, and I could excuse sure. excuse some of the, um, the the missteps or the the strangeness in, in that way. Uh, but I just found a clue that probably puts it at 1987, which is uh, a little more, slightly more uh, embarrassing. And I'll explain how <laughs> what the clue is. Uh, it's a the, the, the book and it's incomplete it's the book uh that our sister allison and i um wrote and illustrated 85 86 but probably 87 and it's it's a movie review book it's called it's called the movie review action guide you know this was a time when there was a proliferation of movie review books little the, you know like letter malton's mm -hmm. book which would have these capsule reviews, very, very brief summaries and, and all of the information of the stars and so on. And I, I think I had uh, one of his at the time. Um, no, I didn't. I didn't have one of his yet. Um, that's why I, I took one out of the library, uh, the downtown public library. Um, it was a big volume on really cheap paper. And we used this, Al and I, as a, as a model uh, for our own book in the summer we thought well let's here's a movie review book it was it was sort of goofy um at the same time you look at all your favorite movies and so on and we thought <laughs> well let, let's 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 do our own uh, um why not so we we did and um some of it is it's pure uh not even pastiche it's just verbatim from the original book and some things we changed obviously uh, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know why, you know, we we were ambitious. We we thought let's we will do A to Z, uh, and you know, three or four pages of little reviews. We'll make up the movies. Uh, some of them might be parodies or references to real movies, but we'll make up most of it. And we got to the first page of B, and that was it. That's where the book ends. So how many how many A <laughs> movies did you do? Uh, well, there are about three and a half pages of A in about. Uh, 
four or five reviews per page. So whatever that works out to, it's a lot. Um, also, there are posters for some of the movies too, uh, in in color, which is and the 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 posters have you know the tagline, so you get a bit more information and um, captions as well. Uh, now, how did we do it? Well, I mentioned we were talking about typing earlier, and uh, you'll remember our father had a manual typewriter. It was not an electric typewriter. It's a massive slab of concrete. Wasn't um, it green? Like a greenish, a grayish green? Yeah, yeah. I, I see I see it as gray more than anything, but I think it did have a, you know, touches that were gray green. <laughs> and the strangest thing, well, I'll ask you, what, what was the strangest feature of that typewriter? The strangest feature? Uh... That was baffling. And people would look at it and say, well, what, what on earth is, why does he have this? That doesn't ring any bells no. at all. Oh, none of the keys had the letters on them? That's it. Right. No. Which is what? strange. None of them? <laughs> no. None Not of them. even They're like a semicolon or the asterisk or nothing? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe some of the, uh, the other commands did, but the, the letters didn't. Had they Which been rubbed off bizarre. through excessive use or, or was that a... I don't know. I mean, we'd ask him about it and he would say, I mean, maybe he was just uh, dismissing the question. Maybe they had just rubbed off, but he, he would say, no, who need, I don't need them. Just you learn where they are. You you learn where they are. Uh, and that was it. So I thought, well, I guess you, he chose this typewriter that didn't have <laughs> the letters on identifying the keys. So we wanted to type it to make it look nice and professional, this, this movie review book. So we painstakingly, you know, uh, tapped out each one as a test and wrote the letter on a, with a jiffy marker on a piece of um, masking tape uh, and taped it to the key, which made them even more difficult to type. And, and we just <laughs> would peck away at this. This was the, the plan. Right. And the novelty wore off by, you know, halfway through letter B. Yeah. Uh, maybe that was part of the problem. Okay, with posters added on or drawn in in the spaces? Well, or? yeah, yeah. I mean, we drew the posters on straight on the paper and colored them, pencil crayons, and then, um, you know, they're they're, they're sideways. We, yeah, we put the sheets of paper in sideways to type the um, the caption, or you know, right beside the picture. So, right next to the ass face creature uh, poster. That's the name of the film, the ass face. It's the A, of ass is the yep. A, of course. Ass face creature. There's a claw with a sort of fur on it and some blood dripping from the claw. And sideways, typed is um, you know, sideways, so you just flip it over and read it. it says the great gore flick, the ass face creature. Um, the tagline, which is handwritten on the poster of the, of the ass face creature, is coming to a death near you. You is the letter U, the print style. Mm. Yeah, so it's a nice mix of uh, hand-drawn posters with the logos and the taglines and the, um, uh, the the typed captions and the typed reviews on on separate separate pages. The ass face creature. Ah, all right. Yeah, yeah. Sounds sounds That's right. Coming to a death. <laughs> <laughs> now the um, the cover, which is uh, illustrated, there's typing on the cover um, has the title, of course, and. Um, some hype uh, how to make renting videos enjoyable it says special edition 20 more movies so i guess this is the second edition it's got 20 more movies than the previous one mm. and it says guide to hundreds of movies on videos 
Which ones are great? Which stink? It's all here. Many illustrations plus an introduction by Classy Homies. By who? Classy Homies. Classy Homies. <laughs> she wrote the introduction, or he. Uh, it is a she, and then we'll find out how we know that in a second. Okay, all um, right. And, but the book itself is the pseudonyms we used are Dr. Carl Mixuma and Sasha Control. Sasha Control. Mm. Yeah. These were probably variations of the real the real writers. I know that I remember that one of the authors of the original book was, was a doctor. And so I thought it was impressive. You know, that mm -hmm. gives some medical heft to your reviews. Yes. <laughs> or academic heft. Who knows what kind of doctor Call Mixuma was. Um, and number one best bestseller, it says, in mm. the yellow exploding words. Now the illustration, I, I drew it and Al inked it and colored it. She um, refined she it. A, yeah. <laughs> Yes, it shows a family gathered around television. There's some video VHS cassettes on top. Um, it's an interesting picture. You know, the dad has a smoking a pipe, and his arm is sort of awkwardly around the sun. He's beaming with happiness at this evening they're having, enjoying a video. Mm. Um, uh, the son is pointing at the TV and clutching a. a it looks like a, a you know a cup of Coca Cola you get at the theater you know with a straw in it yeah, but they're at home uh -huh. um next to him is the his sister i, I suppose um with an improbably extended elongated breast it's um, one and she's one curvy. extended elongated breast well, you just she sort of turned twisting to the sides in order to only, grab okay. Yeah, you can only really see one. She's in profile, and she's uh, reaching to grab some popcorn, which is placed uh, on the other end of the sofa that's not pictured. They're sort mm -hmm. of floating in air. Um, and she's got a fit. This daughter has a fist raised in the air, just enjoying the movie so much. She's just pumping the air. Yeah. And the, the mother uh, on the on the end is got her arm awkwardly around the, the awkwardly around the daughter and is pointing at the book, the movie review action guide, which is lying on the on the floor. Saying like, thank you. This book <laughs> helped us get this uh, whatever movie they're they're watching. As face creature, yeah, yeah. Possibly. Um, now, now then, classy Honies. I mean, who knows where half of these names come? Well, I do know where half of these names come from because, <laughs> well, I, I'm going to challenge you. Um, the same names of the actors and directors uh, come up repeatedly, okay. just in A, A and B. You know, it's the same team making half of these movies. Uh, see if these names uh, ring any bells. Okay. Okay. We've got, Oh, an actor, um, Alfonso Manfred, um, Fiona Comfort, and Kimberly Dawn. The only thing that comes to mind is uh, Al's Cabbage Patch Kids. Is that right? That's it. That's okay. it. Bingo. Yeah. 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 Is that, they're, they're all over this. They, they, so her, <laughs> the cabbage, <laughs> three Cabbage Patch dolls are involved in most of these movies. And um, there's somebody else called Dude Sass. Uh, dude sass dude sass seems to be in most of the pornographic films in 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 the book oh. so which an interesting thing about the real book that we based this on is that it did review porno films uh which i did not find strange at 11 12 or 13 years old i thought as a movie review book you review every movie ever made were uh, they were they the sort of classic big marquee titles like deep throat and probably. behind the green door yeah, I mean, pro I couldn't say, but I probably yeah, or softcore offerings, uh, famous enough to maybe to justify mm. their appearance here. I I don't know, but they were all um, torn apart and shredded by Sasha Control and.
called Mitsuma, um, because it seemed to be a family-oriented book. I think that was the original book was uh, was helping families uh, choose, and w- the introduction <laughs> makes that quite clear um, <laughs> by uh, Classy Honis's introduction, which is. A lot of it is taken word for word from the actual introduction by whoever, um, not one of the authors of the, of the book. They had somebody else come in to write the introduction. Um, it, it's it's greatly shortened, although we'd figured out um, how to do columns. This was another breakthrough on the typewriter. So it's not just typing vertically, sorry, it's not just typing horizontally across the page. And we have every page is in two organized columns. So how mm. we figure that out, I, you know, dad must have shown us, I don't know, but it looks pretty good. Um, so on the left side of the first page, you have some reviews. The Silver City Times says, it, the action review guide, is just wonderful, um, which I suspect that first it was a mistake. The first I was a, it was a typo. So we tried to incorporate that typo because <laughs> you couldn't go back. There was no correction right. fluid. Right. And that comes up again and again in the book. We try to incorporate the mistakes into, into the text. Mm. Um, and it's the greatest movie review book of all time, says Book Watch Weekly. Mm-hmm. And congratulations is all the Daily Weekly uh, has to say. Oh, and then, then it outlines the um, uh, note from the authors outlines the four star system. All right, um, so four stars represents a perfect, outstanding movie. Excellent performances, technical excellence, and superb scripting are all factors in these movies. Mm. Um, three stars are the majority of the film industry. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't quite track. Um, no, but it makes weird sense, nevertheless. Yes. And two stars. Movies of this label lack the quality of other systems. Mm. Uh, altogether, brief flashes of brief enjoyment may pop up. Brief flashes of brief enjoyment. <laughs> but these movies are to be considered by the potential viewer um, that perhaps they would be happier with a three or four star motion picture. So. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. Um, one star is a bomb. Movies that get only one star mean that they're the worst of the worst. Mm. Okay. <laughs> so introduction uh, by Classy Honis. Here we go. <clears throat> I was walking into a movie store one day, clutching my choice of movies on a well-printed list. To my dismay, they were all rented. No problem. I just pick up some new ones. Let's see. Frank Solo in Barf Creatures? I can't seem to remember if that was any good. How about Micro Roberts? Would my kids enjoy that one? I liked King Hank when I saw it as a girl, but is this one starring Awestruck, the remake that was supposed to be awful, or the one I loved? How am I supposed to know anything about any of these movies when they do not explain what they are about? At home, my family is expecting me to bring home two good movies to enjoy. Meanwhile, my head is spinning with dozens of space, adventure, romance, horror, animation, and drama. Movies all claiming to be the best since Star Battle or Ramba, Snow Whitey, or Vampire's Bite. I tried asking the guy working there, a fatso smoking a huge reeking cigar, for advice. The only reply I got was, beats me, babe. I have a clue there that Classy Hunis is a woman, but not necessarily yeah. proof. Thanks a lot, um, Classy continues. Thanks a lot. I thought, extremely discouraged, storming out of the store, I thought of running to Arizona to escape my family's wrath. <laughs> 
passing a bookstore, something of a revelation caught my eye. A book claiming how to make renting movies enjoyable. I ran, all caps, I ran in and bought the well-priced volume. In a rush of excitement, I dashed back to the store and, using my helpful guide, I chose some dudish videos. Dudish? Yeah, that word is definitely Al's choice. Mm. I put up a minor protest, uh, but she said, no, no, dudish. That's what the kids are saying <laughs> these days. When I got home, my family was ready to kill me for being so late. After we watched the movies, that had all changed. I told them, don't thank me, but thank our new movie review action guide. Thanks mm. from Classy. Uh, it's, you know, it's just so tantalizing because it, she doesn't say what movies she chose after, after all of that. Right. The mystery is still to come. Yeah. yeah. Presumably she didn't get barf creatures, right? With Frank Solo in barf creatures. No. It was out. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Beats me, says the unhelpful clerk. And the... <laughs> Micro Roberts, uh, you know, you might recall that was a, a book on Dad's bookshelf in the TV room where the typewriter was. So whenever we were stuck for a name, a, a title, we just looked at the shelf and grabbed anything up there. Uh, so Micro Roberts, whatever book that was, it's now the name of a mm. movie that Classy Classy remembers. Right. I it's clear now looking back which ones I wrote, which ones Al wrote. So Al wrote Autumn Song. Um, she tended to favor the the romance ones and the, the, the dramatic uh, situations. Um, Were yours more action oriented? Yes, yes, and I okay. tried to be more realistic and also more um, rip off. I, I just <laughs> would copy more uh, from the original book than I don't think she ever did, including her. She, so the ass face creature. Um, it's Al's review. Uh, she wrote it, uh, directed by Rhett Sass in 1962, rated R. Our rating wasn't created until 1970, but as if we knew that. Uh, um, this gory, bloody, gross movie is about this big ass face creature, which appeared in her bedroom. Her <laughs> is a secret. She thinks it is her husband, but no way. Exclamation point. Exclamation mark. Um, starring Alfonso Manfred. So the remix. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 1962. Yeah. Her is her. a secret. <laughs> I don't even know the name of the actor who played her. Um, mm. Less dramatic was another one she wrote um, called Anna. Anna gets four stars. Um, 1964, PG. It won, it won awards for top leading actress and top leading actor. We don't know if that's an Oscar or a Golden Globe or, or what. Yeah. After or, or what, but... Um, this story starts off with Anna in her room crying over everything. She's mostly crying because she and her only friend are the only ones that do not have boyfriends. Mm. Uh, no running time for that one. There is a poster for Anna. Wonder how much uh, autobiographical uh, material <laughs> went into that summary there. Good question. Her middle, our sister's middle name is Anne. Mm -hmm. This is Anna. No boyfriend yet. She's only 11. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Her is a mystery. That's all I know. <laughs> There's a poster for Anna that gives a few more clues. Um, okay. It's, it's, it's a young girl giving a smile. Does not look sincere. She's wearing a beautiful pearl necklace. It looks like um, surrounded by a giant heart, um, like a frame and her, she's framed in a heart. There are red hearts floating around her. Uh, it's rated G. Um, the, the tagline is story of the love. Um, <laughs> 
with the word true sort of inserted at the last minute. So it's story of the true love. So I suppose Anna, or maybe her friends or somebody does uh, get some true love uh, by the end. Um, the typed caption says the romantic Oscar winner. So we, we know now what kind of mm. awards it won. It won Oscars for that. So. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. the story of the love. Yes. Yes. Story um, of the love. That's great. <laughs> Uh, now, here is an example of uh, my stylings, which means that cribs from the original. Um, mm -hmm. I, I'm not even sure how to pronounce it. Um, A-Z-O-W-L, Azawl, Azawl with a gun. Three stars. Um, 1965, director Ed Crotch. <laughs> it won some awards, too. Best um, cinema, Cinemographic Production. <laughs> yes. I'm best Agreed. cinematographer, but cinemographic. Mm. Cinemographic um, production. Here's the summer. Oh, I'm starring Richard Weaves, um, Janet Leake, that's L E A K. And my favorite is Das DeWins. <laughs> das DeWins? G A S, Das. Oh. DeWins is D E W I N C E, to wince at a you know, bright light. Mm. Gas DeWins. Gas DeWins okay. oh. turns up um, in some other movies too. <laughs> Um, and now the, the little um, summary is an entertaining, lavishly produced epic based on a best-selling novel. The plot is extremely developed, but not too difficult to understand. Mm, good. So all of these sort of, you know, um, collocations like lavishly produced, best-selling novel. I, I was taking from from the original book. Yeah. Um, now there are two sequels to as well with a gun. Um, <laughs> One of them is sort of ripped because, you know, the paper has been in a drawers and closets for a long time. Um, the sequel came out 10 years later. Uh, part three, um, it's 1985, uh, different director. And Al, this is Al took over. So I wrote the review of the original. Uh, Allison wrote the, the sequel in 1985. This movie was and still is a total bomb. The first two movies were very outstanding, <laughs> but this one by Gert. Gert Ball, the director of part three. This one by Gert is just so bad, I don't want to talk about it. Gert Ball. <laughs> End of review. I don't want yeah. to talk about it. That's, it's not quite as useful as um, classy homies led us to believe. <laughs> the reviewers say, I just don't want to talk about it. It's so bad. I'd rather not review it. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Yes. Um, and uh, sort of in the opposite um vain uh and the very the, the first page uh of the reviews of a starting in um by the third review i think it's the first one that al wrote it's um it's called um hello is your mom there please five question marks two stars uh starring frank learning mrs warner and then a uh, little note we can't name them all sorry too many, too many. Um, 1981, running time, one hours and 30 minutes. Hello, is your mom there, please? Is a mystery a story about a mom and a dad and two young children. The mystery part is a caller keeps phoning and asking, hello, is your mom there, please? When the person knows she's not at home and threatens the other family members. Who is she? Okay, now you might have noticed uh, uh, something uh, um, small problem with this. The movie is called Hello, Is Your Mom There, Please? It's the third movie in the A section. Starting right. with A for Hello. 
uh, I noticed this. I wasn't happy, so I uh, added a comment. Author's note, writer's note. The movie Hello, Is Your Mom There, Please? was originally titled A Deadly Series of A Phone Call. So that's why it's listed as A. <laughs> it's got to keep being, uh, you know, the Alphabetical integrity, yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I like how that bugged you and you had, you know, Alison's just, <laughs> she's, she's more concerned in. with the plot. Yeah, but. Yeah. Oh, actually, no, that's no. on the second page, though. It was about five or six reviews in, but. Um, the first one she wrote uh, was earlier. It, it's, it's similarly problematic because uh, the first review she wrote um, for the A section is a bunch of roses, a, a bunch of roses. So, you know, the indefinite article counts as a, as a letter, mm. um, I suppose. Uh, a bunch of roses that, um, stars David Brown, Shirley Buckmaster, <laughs> Adrian and John Eresti, I guess uh, siblings or a couple, hmm. a married couple, Adrian and John. Director Willie Burt, 1984, two hours and 45 minutes. A lot of these movies are, are long, hmm. rated mature. Uh, so Al's first movie in the book. This movie is a stunning thriller of the year. Bunch of Roses is a murder story, but not too gross or violence. <laughs> it is about a young girl who is a very good student in her schoolwork. And then she decided to walk home instead of taking the bus one day. It is the best I've ever seen. <laughs> so third movie in, in the, in the book, it's already, already the best. The best. Yeah. Stop reading right there and go rent a bunch of roses. So it's supposed to, it's a stunning thriller. It's, it's not, it's a murder story. It's not too violent, but it's, so who knows what happens when she, decides to walk home instead of yeah. taking home. some where, some where are the thrills life. you know yeah yeah, yeah. Huh. So that's a, a bunch of roses <laughs> <laughs> yes um right uh let's see all right um now some of them uh, you, i would come up with the title and uh, al would write the review um so, so you know showing some knowledge of, of film history uh, uh, my first uh, uh movie in the a section is a and again indefinite article gets um Gets mm -hmm. in the A section. A plan from Planet Nine. A takeoff, I guess, on Plan Nine from Outer Space. Now we've got mm. a plan from Planet Nine. Mm -hmm. um, this is four hours and two seconds. This one. It stars all of them: uh, uh, Alfonso, Manfred, Kimberly Dawn, and Fiona Comfort, and Lucy Star. Uh, bringing up the, the cast there. Yeah. Al's very, very short one sentence, or just two sentences, uh, is that she's got, this movie is about four aliens from Planet Nine that have a plan to save the world. It is sort of fake, but good movie. Yeah, um, <laughs> more generous than reviews of Planet Nine from Outer yes. Space. It is sort of fake, but yeah, good movie. Yeah, but, uh, you know, not bad. Hmm. Uh, another one, um, African Safari. There is a poster for this one, uh, 1973. It won an award for best script. The poster shows star Fiona Comfort, sorry, Kimberly Dawn. Kimberly Dawn, um, you know, hang, she's reaching up, she's sort of swinging off the tusks of an elephant. Mm. And uh, with a big smile on her face, African Safari. Um, and this review, I can't, I don't know what the original review was in the book where we're, we were inspired by, but it was, it was verbatim. The good cast, excellent script, which won an award, um, and fair directing pull the attention away from the cheap sets and flimsy effects. <laughs> now, you know, at least Al had some imagination. She, um, she created 
stories uh, about you know a girl walking home instead of taking the bus or two girls sitting and crying in the room. I mean, there were original ideas. I I didn't have original ideas. I type I, this. I don't know why I didn't get a higher mark in typing because I'm typing uh, verbatim from. Would from you just flip here. to at random? Do you think and go? Oh, that sounds good. You know, like just yeah. to fill up the page. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. The ones that sort of sounded um, uh, authoritative, you know, mm. flimsy effects sounds sounds right. good. I mean, it looks like you know what you're talking about. Um, yeah, especially for Pulling African attention. safari. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, cheap sets. Yeah, I, presumably they did not go to Africa. And they didn't so, shoot in Zimbabwe. No, it was in no, it was probably not a real elephant. Twickenham. She was hanging off. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and um, uh, we'll move on to a. Oh, Kimberly Dawn. Yeah, she's not smiling, hanging off that uh, elephant. She's um, looking warily at a man in a, you know, in, a, in khakis with a, with a rifle. Hmm. Who knows? Um, there's a, a poster with no, there's no illustration on it. Um, just the text. Uh, here's the tagline or the hype. They didn't see. Nobody saw. Except, full stop, Bobby, full stop. Alfonso Manfred in attack. And then you get one more line at the end at the bottom of the poster. Do you dare? <laughs> so that's enticing. I want to see this Ron Martin how film. Is, how is Bobby spelled? Is it B-O-B-B-Y or B-O-B-B-I? It's B-O-B-B-Y. Okay. Except period. Bobby. Period. Period. Do you dare? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody saw. Yeah. Do do you dare see it? Do you dare see mm. what Bobby saw? <laughs> um, yeah. There's a, a, a review. Um, I'm not going to read, but I, I does star one of my favorite um, of the names we came up with. A uh, 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 movie uh, starring Zen Fuckton. <laughs> Zen Fuckton. <laughs> Surname F U K T O N. <laughs> Zen fucking uh, with Sid Bernstein, which is I know where where how did I know what Sid Bernstein? You know, it had to come from Beatles Forever. You know, yeah. Uh, yes. That's all right. Um, now there are a couple more here. That's um, these are highlights of the, the um, A section. Uh, let's see. There's some educational ones. There's add and subtract. Okay. Now hmm. this one. Uh, I, I read because this was, although I just came across today, and this was the first clue that this book is not 1985. Or, you know, the book Alice and I wrote this is later. This is 1987. I don't see that we would date a movie uh, in the future. Uh, that uh, we're probably writing in 1987, so mm -hmm. therefore we've got a movie coming out the same year. That's Add and Subtract, directed by Sheeta Hitzel. 1987 general and this is an educative look into junior mathematics it gets the kids to learn that learning can be fun mm. starring sheeta hetzel in color okay um so that's the clue uh, but below that is something called arrow a-e-r-o it gets one star bomb a sleazy porno steer clear directed by <laughs> captain cool and starring Happy Horny and Delicious Man. Delicious Man? Yeah. <laughs> Arrow. So no comment on the significance of the title, if it's a character no. name. 
um, steer clear. Now that mm. was something that was used in the original book. Um, the, the advice to one of the softcore uh, films that was reviewing was simply steer, steer clear. clear. Yeah. Right. Exclamation mark. Mm. Now we move on to B, and this is where it does start to, uh, the book does start to slow down. Um, we can sense <laughs> Al's enthusiasm waning um, uh, because I, I think I, I write more of those in, in, in this one. Um, but her touch is all over the first letter, uh, which is a movie called Baby, Three Stars, uh, director Thass Noit, 1974, won an award for Best Leading Actor, possibly for Kimberly Dawn, who's once again in this one. She ranges from 1962. She wins Best Actress, you know, Best Actor in 1974. She's still making movies into the 80s, so mm -hmm. veteran. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, uh, Baby, this story is a very written and directed movie. She's a genius, a genius line, and I can't very wait written. to use it. Very yeah. written. The range of age in this movie is really something. The ages range from 11 months to 65 years. Now, I don't know if that's audience recommendation or, or characters, but we'll get a clue in the next line. The story begins when the 65-year-old grandma gets pregnant. All the doctors say that the baby will die, but something happens and the baby is fine. Something happens. Something happens, and what's interesting, 1974, the um, baby is in black and white. Hmm. Now, under baby, we get baby cakes, um, one star, director directed once again by Captain Cool, rated hmm. X. Him again. Yes, and, and it says here, another sleazy porno dished up by the same folks who brought us Arrow. <laughs> steer clear, and again, steer clear, unless you're a teenage homosexual. Um, yeah, I, starring Happy Horny and Dude Sass uh, added to the cast. Now, mm. I, I, you know, I would like to think I was cribbing that line, um, and I sort of think I was uh, steer clear unless you're a teenage homosexual. That I, I really hope I, I didn't come up with that as the disclaimer for this this movie. You know, in 1987. But even if it's cribbed, what is it meant to mean? that if you are a teenage homosexual then seek it out because because um, it's, it's for you it's good. <laughs> you are the target audience what was the name of this film is there any baby cakes there? baby, baby cakes, cakes. Hmm. No, well that's even dodgier you know it's yeah it's very dodgy although, yeah but, yes but teenage homosexual i if i'm not mistaken homosexual can can apply to either gender right correct so that doesn't that doesn't help either. Like, no, who is this unless, movie for? You're right. Is this uh, movie have, you know? I mean, Delicious Man is a clue. I, maybe that's just the actor's name, the performer's name, man, or you know, maybe it's the same. Yeah. Um, dude, Sass. You know, I could go. He could. Uh, she. Who, who knows? Who knows? So, um, steer clear. <laughs> but I don't know. In some ways, that's kind of tender advice. If you were a teenage homosexual in 1987 you might say oh finally somebody's me. letting me know yeah the action yeah. movie review guide is letting me know there's a movie for me um it's warning uh, yeah. others who, who might not appreciate it but um uh, it's thank you but thank you <laughs> like classy honies uh, you know maybe that was one of the two movies she brought home do you think why do you think included. that at that at that time that was just in 1987 when you're what 13 12 or 13 maybe yeah. We used to bandy around all kinds of terms. 
Yes, yes, we did. But but at the same time, uh, if you recall, um, uh, there was a, a poll in the Vernon Daily News um, asking readers what they thought about uh, the possibility of having gay clergy. Hmm. And I phoned in because you could phone in your response. And I thought, well, I'm, I'm all for it. This sounds great. And um, as you know, to back it up, I recited uh, John Lennon's famous little poem that he contributed uh, to, mm-hmm. to the cause. Yes. Um, Why make it sad to be gay? Doing your thing is okay. Our bodies are own, so leave us alone and go play with yourself today. Mm. So I was quite proud of my little uh, bit of activism and um, had uh, one gentleman on my paper route not happy <laughs> with, my, with my activism. Really? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because it was printed. Uh, my name was next to it, and um, I, th- you know, he was quite rude uh, about it. And uh, he didn't quit the paper, though. I thought he would, uh, but he, you know, it's just but me. He was he rude blame. to you. <laughs> yes, right. Yes, like how dare I even suggest uh, the clergy, uh, gay clergy, can be permitted? Um, mm. And I was upset by that. I talked to our dad, and he said, um, "Well, you know, if you." You, you you did it uh, it's there your name is next to it and now you you look at the consequences now are you do you regret it and i said no no because it's you know, john lennon's cool and I, I i i admire that and i'm i i guess i stand by it but i was sort of uh shaken up by it and i realized that things you say or write or have printed mm. do have an impact that you're not intending that it affected somebody wait till people hear this podcast yeah looking back it could have been bad you know <laughs> We, we, I, I could have said some awful things about uh, Autumn Song in, mm. <laughs> in Japanese cinema, uh, and right. we didn't. Uh, so, you know, one nice thing about these these movie review books is that they did open up uh, a larger world, world of, of movies. So, yeah, I would look up Star Wars and Superman the movie first, and first to see blood. what every yeah. critic and First Blood to see what it, yeah. And, and this particular book was where they were not fans of First Blood. Um, uh, and I remember thinking, oh, well, too bad. I'm not going to throw the baby out with the bathwater. It doesn't mean every review of theirs uh, is, is mm. off the target. Um, and I didn't accept Leonard Moulton's uh, word uh, as a, a final word. You know, that I could have my own opinion of a movie independent of, of him. And that you would stumble across a review of something you would have never considered watching or uh, in a million years Um and based on the review, seek it out. That's how I ended up seeing the uh, the Purple Rose of Cairo at age fourteen. You know, mm-hmm. because the review was so intriguing, and I thought, well, that, I hadn't seen a Woody Allen movie uh, up until then. I you know, thought of it, wouldn't have uh, grabbed it off the shelf, but the review uh, was intriguing. So, you know, there there was a, an an opening up and um, a wider world that uh, that these books. Uh, gave us and, and yes. the historical stuff so i'm glad that there are uh in in our own book we've got we we our fake movies are from 1949 1962 realizing that you know the last you know that great movies were made from the beginning of cinema and didn't start you know when i was old enough to be taken to see movies uh right. and that's when sure. cinema started yeah also i think that's that's a good point about the beginnings possibly of critical thinking or realizing that you'd have to defend your position from time to time. You know, when you would come across a negative review of a movie you really loved in one of those early books, you go, hey, wait a second. That's that's not true, what he's saying. Or realizing that just because it's in a book doesn't make it 
true or right, and that you yes. better have your your reasons ready to argue. My one was a little bit later, but uh, famously Rod, Roger Ebert's uh, dislike of the Elephant Man. Yes, yes, I was and just I really that. liked his reviews, and I enjoy his books a lot. And uh, he was just somebody I generally agreed with and trusted, you know. And mm-hmm. remember those days in the sneak preview days, like I remember wanting to go to see something. It was possibly Clash of the Titans. And mom and dad were sort of, uh, I'm not sure it's for you. and Maybe not. And then when they got two thumbs up, they said, okay, I guess you can go. Like that was the stamp of approval that that worked. But yeah, his thing about the elephant man, which I still disagree with. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, me too. Me too. But it did help me learn early on that, okay, maybe you shouldn't go all in on somebody, you know, keep keep your keep your hands up. And also, like you said before, too, you don't have to throw the the baby with the bathwater, right? You can you can take this one. This one is right. This one is pretty good. Disagree with this one, but you're allowed to sort of interact with it and debate it and have your own mind, right? Yes. And I think those early movie books were the first time we came up against those opinions, right? I mean, other than that, the, the only other time that anybody disagreed about something was which which of the two women from ABBA was the most beautiful, right? That was the only the only conflict we ever had because all my friends, <laughs> we all like the same stuff, right? We all like Star Wars and uh, Star Wars and yeah, Choose yeah. Your Own Adventure and Indiana Jones, whatever, right? You, you didn't have to defend that stuff. Yeah, you all like, yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, and it was a given. Uh, and so it was uh, instructive to see, all right, uh, there are alternative positions and... That's okay, uh, but try try to back it up. You know, I, I disagree with Roger Ebert on the Elephant Man and lots of other stuff, but he did uh, he did explain himself, and it wasn't a dismissal. It wasn't total bomb. Steer clear. It's a good name for you, Max. 